Hello and welcome to episode 224 of the VegGrow podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment and garden. Today is the 10th of June 2019 and coming up a bit later on, I've got a few questions that I've received and I'm trying to answer, but I thought I'd pull it out there and see if anybody else has any answers for me part of getting everyone to pull their resources and knowledge together so I thought let's do that before that of course we have the diary so I'll pop that up now and you can find out what I've been up to over this last week in my allotment and garden well today is Thursday the 6th of June 2019 I'm at home had a little bit of a evening in the garden today now uh, my sister and brother-in-law have dismantled their decking they asked if I wanted any of the wood and I grabbed some of the decent bits now I'm trying not to collect too much wood at the moment but these bits are perfect for making some beds in in the vegetable patch now I was trying to avoid making beds wanting to use the entire area but because What I've learned with the chickens is trying to keep them off everything. They've eaten all my lettuce and my spring onions that I planted out there, even though they were under nets. So I'm looking at ways of protecting my plants a bit better. In the past, where I've grown them in bottomless pots, has worked really, really well. But that means I can only grow plants such as um, tomatoes or courgettes. And I kind of wanted to grow a bit more, some more interesting stuff, some lettuces, some chard, things like that at home. But they just eat it all, even though I protected it with nets. So my idea is I build some beds and then I can hopefully protect any plants in there a lot better. Will it work? We will see. But yes, that's what I've been doing this evening. I also sorted out a lot of my seedlings my courgette plants and uh, things like that having a shifty around now these are they're just waiting to go in i've actually got uh, some of these courgette plants to go to other homes but they're just kind of waiting for homes to go to now but we're getting there and i'm slowly getting my patio area back so yes that's that's a, a quick update for today everything's been watered as well still no rain i keep going on about rain but i'm worried about it well that's it thank you for today and uh let's crack on and see what happens over the weekend well it's sunday the 9th of june 2019 today i haven't done much gardening during the week uh work has been busy and friday we had a good lot of rain which has nicely filled up quite a few of my water butts and it was a good lot of rain in fact it's just starting to rain now so i might just run inside the greenhouse I'm actually really pleased for the rain because I've been really worried about how little rainfall we've had. And this hopefully means I don't have to revert to the hose pipe now that my water butts are topped up at home. Anyway, so yesterday being Saturday, I'm in the greenhouse now, I, well, my plan, I had my nieces coming over, so they like doing their gardening. So I had plans to do some things in the garden with them yesterday. One of the things I needed to do first was actually build the beds on the vegetable patch so that we can plant into those. So now I got two of them built and the third one is all cut down to size. Unfortunately, as I was building the second one, my drill driver slipped and went into my thumb and it's kind of 
damaged my thumbnail. A little hazard of working with these sort of things, so it's kind of expected, but it meant it was it's it's a little bit painful and uh, obviously I need to keep it clean so it kind of meant I couldn't do as much as I would have liked. Now today as I said I'm on the allotment at the moment but this is my second visit today. I came down here earlier with my nieces to do some gardening. Now because we don't have car seats for them we had to walk down here so by the time we got here well, my youngest niece was quite tired and she got ratty and uh, well we wanted to I wanted to get them doing some weeding and the eldest niece was very good at weeding. I told her what not to pull and just pull everything else out. And she got on and did that, put it into a little bucket and carried on. Whereas the other one, she'll pull everything out. She would walk across tomatoes and things. So it wasn't the easiest. Now, I've often I like to promote kids and gardening, but this has been my first kind of foray into what it's actually like to garden with kids. So it's quite interesting from my perspective. On how we do this so yes we spent about two hours down here earlier weeding and then i came back this evening after my nieces had gone and i've strimmed all around the paths and everything and that has just tidied it up really nicely i then spent a bit more time weeding it seems like a lot of weeding at the moment but i'm pleased to say actually at the moment the allotment is looking kind of good i'm on top of the weeds it's it's not perfect but I feel like I'm on top of the weeds and beating them. So as long as I keep on top of the weeding, I should be okay. Now we had some really strong winds yesterday and a couple of my nets that had protected over some of my plants had got blown away. So they had to be popped back over uh, to stop any birds eating things like my purple sprout and broccoli. My pak choy and my broccoli, or the calabrese, they had actually gone to flower, so I had to pull those out anyway. With the weather this year, I'm not surprised. I've seen a lot of people complaining that their broccoli has gone to flower, so I'm not the only one. So yes, I had to pull those out and get rid of those, and that's given open up some spaces that I might put some uh, marrows or courgettes in at a later date. Plenty of time still to get these plants in. As always, I make observations when I'm on my allotment of what's changed. And actually, a lot has changed. Raw beans are coming in thick and fast. We've harvested our first peas. The onions and the garlic have started to fall over. The, they've, the, the tops have just toppled over. And that's a good sign that they are nearly ready. So I'm going to wait for more of those to topple over and then I will harvest those and see what we've got. Currants are nearly ripe. Gooseberries are nearly ripe. Yeah, things are, are really moving along. Another thing I've had to do is my apple tree, and that is absolutely laden with fruit. Now, this is the cooking apple tree, the Bramley apple tree, and that is full of fruit with the pear tree next to it. But the steak had kind of flopped over as well, so I've had to sort of lift out the steak, straighten it up and hammer it back in. Five-minute job, doesn't take long, but it just means that straight, that apple tree should now start to grow straight. I might have to prune some of the branches back soon because they are reaching out across the road. So anybody driving past might catch it and I don't think that's fair on everyone else. So yes, a lot's going on. And actually, while I'm in this greenhouse, my chickpeas that are in here, they're flowering. And lots of little white flowers on these, which I'm absolutely blown away with. These plants look really, really cool. They're kind of small foot high plants with lots of oval shaped leaves i'll put a picture up at some point and and share it with you all but the the really look really quite attractive i've got to say now whether they produce 
uh, chickpeas is what we're going to find out. I've read many people say that our weather might not be hot enough for long enough to produce decent chickpeas, but well, we'll find out, and it might be possible in this greenhouse. And even my tomatoes, I've got tomato fruits on them. So really, things are really moving along. I'm really pleased with it. Well, I'm going to head on home shortly uh, and write up this week's weekly harvest report and uh, then head to bed. Well, it's Monday the 10th of June 2019 today, and as of this moment, I haven't actually written up the weekly harvest report. I will get that out tomorrow the reason that's late first of all it's the same as the videos i struggle to do anything in the evenings when it's still light outside i feel i should be outside so last night after i recorded that little piece for the diary section i was still on the allotment pulled out my phone and went live on instagram and that seemed to go down pretty well then i thought you know what i'm going to do a live on the facebook group worked really really well well worth joining the facebook group because i think i'll do more of these little live videos the audience interaction was brilliant i was getting questions and we were walking around showing off plants in my allotment and getting questions from those in the facebook group it was really really cool and it's given me ideas of the future i'd like to do more of these live facebook stuff actually because um I think it's great to get that interaction and it really worked being on the allotment anyway that's ideas for in the future today now I came home from work and it's been raining all day again and I realized why it started raining I didn't mention this in the diary section this week well last week I set up my hot tub and as soon as I set it up it started raining so it's my fault of course but I don't care because I need rain Anyway, yes, yeah, so it's rained all day today and it's filled my water butts up nicely. So I decided to pump the water from them into some of my other empty water butts. I'm just maximising how much water I can store them because I believe it's going to rain a bit more this week. While that was pumping, I then set to building the third bed on the vegetable patch at home here. The chickens were out and um, it was a bit of a fight to work around them because I actually had this bed going around where my carrots are growing in there and I didn't want them to get in there and dig up the carrots for me because it's too early for them anyway I got it built and hopefully tomorrow I will plant out some of my plants that I have on the side these are things like beetroot and turnips and leeks just maximizing as much space as I can at home uh, usually I'll be growing tomatoes and courgettes and things like that at home I grow plenty of those down the allotment and I kind of want to grow more lettuce and salad leaves and things like that at a time that I can just pick and eat as and when I need them. Now this morning also I, I should mention every morning I go out to my veggie pod and turn the tap on but this morning the jets were blocked. Uh, they, they've got like a sprayer system in the top and I've spoken about this before and because I live in a really hard water area they get blocked with calcium deposits so I had to take the jets out, pot them in vinegar for the day and pot them back in and that's sorted it a little little observation i've made uh, i do live in a hard water area i would like to use rainwater i've just got to figure out a way to do this lots going on this week and there's lots going on in the future so that's this week's diary up to date this week's tip of the week from the rhs plant grow harvest calendar reads Pick flowers or remove the seed heads from sweet peas to encourage them to flower all through summer. Now these sweet peas are not the edible type of peas of course. They are the pretty flowers, smelly flowers, that type of thing. 
However, I have just harvested some of my first peas this year and they are really, really tasty. And picking peas as regularly as possible promotes them to grow more and more peas. So kind of relevant to that tip of a week, of course. Before I bring on this week's main subject, I've got a couple of things that I just want to bring to everyone's attention. First of all, I'm at Gardener's World Live this Sunday. I'll be doing a few podcasts from there. But if anybody else is going, then get in touch and uh, let's see if we can meet up. Secondly, in the 3rd of August, I am attending a open day, an open garden day at the Maze Garden, just south of Chichester. We're going to be, again, doing some podcasting there with myself and uh, Skinny Jean Gardener. So if anybody is interested in attending, then I highly, highly recommend popping down and seeing this garden. If anything, this garden is amazing and it's a bit of history with the vegetable side of things as well. I'll add a link in the blog post for this if you are interested. Well, with that, let's get on and have a look at these questions that I've got that I'd like your help with. One of the things I love about this podcast inside is the amount of interaction I get with listeners. And I absolutely love it when I get questions from listeners, even if I don't know the answer. But something I'm very keen to do is also get everyone else involved in answering these questions and share this knowledge that we all have out there. Everybody has different experiences that I think all need sharing. Now, I've got a couple of questions here, and I thought we'll go through these questions, share my thoughts on them. But if you've got any answers or anything you would like to add to them, then please get in touch. You can email me richard at uk, or you can contact me through social media or just leave a comment on the blog post for this episode. Now, my first question comes from Charlie, and this has baffled not just me, but a few others that I have asked a question to as well. And Charlie is having problems with blueberries. He's been growing them for a while, but they don't seem to last more than two years. In the second year, they seem to die. Now, he's identified them to die from stem canker, and he would like some advice on how to stop stem canker or how to stop the bushes from dying. And or are there any resistant varieties out there? Now, he is growing them blueberries in ericaceous soil because blueberries do like an acidic soil. He's also using rainwater and uh, from what I can tell, keeping them pretty moist because again, blueberries are bog plants. so They do like a lot of water. When I got this question, I was completely baffled. As I said before, blueberries are generally trouble free in the UK. So I went to Google and I searched for it and I found very, very little cases of anybody suffering from stem canker in the UK. I think I found one and that was really hard to find. I've also checked all my books, including my Alan Titchmarsh Kitchen Garden book, which is what I call the Bible. Absolutely nothing about stem canker in there. And again, he kind of says blueberries are generally trouble free. I've been growing blueberries for years and never had a single problem with them. So then I reached out to a few other people to see what they thought. And one in particular I contacted was Ellen Marie from the Plant Based Podcast. And again, everyone came back with they've never heard of stem canker in the UK. Now, nobody has said it's impossible. It certainly is possible, but nobody has ever really heard of it. So this has left me with a bit of a dilemma. Now, I've reached out to several blueberry growers in the UK but I haven't heard back from them as of yet. I am at Gardener's World on Sunday so I'm hoping there might be some fruit specialists up there that I could ask the question to as well. I don't know 
I'm going to keep this question rolling. Now, Charlie did send me photos and I've had a look at them. And for me, the stems look like they've aged. And when I compare them to the stems on my blueberry plants, they don't look any different. So I'm not convinced it's stem canker. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm just not sure. What I did see in the picture was that the leaves are turning brown and they're curling and dying off, which is normally a sign that the plant is under stress. And it could be lack of watering, but I don't think that's the case because the compost looks very moist. The only thing I can think of is vine weevils. And these are horrible creatures. They really are. They're generally found in the soil and they will eat the roots of plants. So to confirm this, I would empty a, a pot of your blueberries that is already dead and go through looking for anything that looks like vine weevil. Again, you can see these online. Also look at the roots and look and see if they have been munched upon. And if that's the case, then I think it's safe to say it's a vine weevil, in which case you can buy nematodes for to eradicate or get the vine weevil population under control. There is a chance that your blueberries may not survive, so I would recommend replacing them. Again, I will find out particular varieties. I've got so many, I, I think all blueberries generally are pretty good. But I would use fresh pots, fresh ericaceous compost, and just start afresh. Now that's my opinions. Of course, if anybody else out there has had any experience with this, then please get in touch. My next question comes from another Richard and it's all about watering one of my actual favorite subjects and something that I can spend hours and hours going on about now Richard is faced with a dilemma he works away during the week and that means he has the dilemma of either giving his plants two good waterings a week or setting up a timer and giving a little bit of water every day now he does say all advice for this one is really welcome and appreciated Richard does feel his, his approach is not working as he places his plants in pots in trays of water and uh, before he goes away but when he comes back they are swimming in water. Now what that suggests to me is that the trays that Richard is using are probably too deep in comparison to the pots and therefore when it rains those trays are overfilling and just overloading and making the water or making the compost too wet and boggy. So I would be inclined to either pot the plants into bigger pots and therefore there'll be the roots will be higher up and out of the, the, uh, the water in getting the wicking action to come through the soil and keep that soil moist. Or use shallower trays or drill holes in the side to act as an overflow. Aside from that, when it comes to watering, what I've found is that plants generally need watering daily while they are establishing. And once they are first planted, but once they are established, probably a good couple of weeks after planting out, they generally can get away with a really good drenching once a week. And what this does is it encourages plants to produce some deeper and stronger roots as they have to go further down to find water. Deeper, stronger roots means better plants, of course. Now, if you do feel a daily watering is needed, then this is easy to do. A simple timer on the tap with a hose going off to a sprinkler or something set for once a day, I don't know, half hour, I suppose. Depends on how big your garden is, of course, and how, how your soil is, what your, whether it's sandy soil or clay. My concern with this is if you're away for a week and that tap starts to leak or blows the timer off, for a whole week that tap will be losing water straight out your mains, which would be probably costing you money if you're on a meter. 
So my other thing I would prefer to do would be run it off a water bat. Now, using water bats is much safer in my opinion. Now, I have used water bats in two ways. One, I've had a timer on the tap on the bottom and off those timers, I've ran some soaker hoses and snaked it around various plants. I had to get the water butt up quite high to make this effective. And that did work, but once the water butt got about half full, it struggled to push the water out in any decent amount. So that didn't, it did work, but it didn't work. Now, another thing that I played around with last year was actually having a water butt pump or a dirty water pump run off a timer with a hose pipe coming from it to a sprinkler and I set that again for about half hour every day and it worked. The trouble I had with it was that once the pump stopped it created like a siphon action down the hose and that continued to suck water out of the water butt down the hose through the sprinkler. I've recently learned that perhaps a little sort of breather tube may have stopped this but that's another thing to look at another option certainly then i've got two more options which involves spending a bit of money now the first thing recently i bought a solar powered water pump that drips water onto plants as and when needed now this is made by irrigator and i've heard a lot of good things about this so i think this is a really good idea now i've got set mine up and once i've set it up i will evaluate it and see how it goes really should do this pretty soon but yeah, I think that's a good idea. Again, it uses water from a water butt. Not much more to say on it, really. The other idea that I've had is a veggie pod. Now, I've, I know I've spoken a lot about veggie pod, but I really do think they are brilliant. What I found with this, because of that water reservoir, it and it wicks this water up through the compost. If I've forgotten to turn my tap on for a few days, the compost has stayed moist and the seed germination and the plant growth is just amazing in these things because of that. Now that may not be in your budget constraints at the moment or may not be an option for you, but I certainly think it's worth considering. It's certainly an option. In fact, if you are away for a week with a veggie pod, what I'd be inclined to do is turn the tap on for the hose at the weekend when you are around for a good half hour and that will fill up the water reservoir on the bottom and then when you come go away for a week, that will keep everything moist. So no need for a timer either. So actually, that's a very good idea. But again, what's everyone else's opinions on that? Anybody got any uh, suggestions or ideas or ways that they've came up with us that they can share with me that I can pass on? Especially if it's in a polytunnel or greenhouse as well, I'd be really interested to find out everybody's ideas on that. So again, if you've got ideas on both of these questions, it's richard at the uk, social media or on the blog post. So thank you very much for joining me this week. I hope you've enjoyed this show as always. Don't forget to get in touch, Richard at uk. Check out the Facebook group if you're interested in that. There's a lot going on, including live shows and things like that on there. As well, I've got to say the Facebook group at the moment is really going well. Everybody in there is now starting to share pictures and videos of their own plots and it is really becoming a great little social enterprise there. So really worth checking that out. But for this week, please take care and I'll see you again next time.